What's up, SFL Nation? And welcome back AJ, to SFL Night with AJ Stryker. Thank you so much for joining me today or tonight or whenever you decide to hit that play button, y'all. I really do appreciate it. Well, season 15's regular season is over, and what a wonderful season it was overall. Um, had a lot of new teams that actually shine brightly. You know, they didn't fall by the wayside like some people said they would. And we had some other teams that were thought to be able to make the playoffs and everything. They just missed it by that much. So, be happy to bring that to you later on in the podcast. But for now, I have my SFL chat around the water cooler featuring all the top performances for this week. Also, a little bit more about SFLM, which is coming up next week. And then I will have my week 12 review, my picks for the wild card games that are happening on Sunday, and then my fourth and goal interview featuring Benji Madsen and uh, Zach Turner for the London Knights. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, and we are back with SFL Chat Around the Water Cooler. Here are the top performances for week 12. I have on the offensive side of the ball, Angus McLean for London with 33 completions out of 49 attempts, 437 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and his longest pass was 69 yards, 61 yards, I should say. Fox Highwind for London had eight catches, uh, 195 yards, 24.4 yards per carry with two touchdowns, and his longest reception was. I'm sorry, his longest carry was 61 yards. Heath McDaniels Jr. for Carolina had six catches, 170 yards, averaged 28 yards per catch, went three touchdowns and 75 long. James Tobin for Chicago had seven catches with 163 yards, 23 yards per catch with two touchdowns and went 73 long. Matt Mara for the Baltimore Vultures had eight catches, 178 yards, went 22 yards per catch, one touchdown, and 53 long. And Phoenix Jones for Mexico City had 13 carries, 199 yards, 15 yards per carry, three touchdowns, and 75 long. He also had two catches, 14 yards, seven yards per catch with one touchdown and seven long. On the defensive side of things, we had Aquanta Shine for Atlanta with 11 tackles, one tackle for loss, one pass deflection, and two interceptions for 59 yards and one touchdown. Chris Cologne had for Carolina had four tackles, one sack, four tackles for loss. Thomas Smith for the Long Star Glory had two tackles, one pass deflection, one interception, and 30 yards. And one touchdown as well. Nick Fargo for Sioux Falls had eight tackles, six tackles for loss. Marlon Marshall for Denver had five tackles, three sacks, three tackles for loss, and one pass deflection. While Mark Lopez for Vancouver had eight tackles, three interceptions, and 20 yards. Leah Donald had six tackles, three sacks, three tackles for loss. Jack Brown for I'm sorry, Leah Dama plays for Denver, and Jack Brown plays for the Charleston Predators. And he had 18 tackles, two tackles for loss, and one, uh, one pass deflection. Clay Jones for the Jacksonville Kings had 17 tackles with two tackles for loss and two passing pass deflections. While Tank Bennett for Louisiana had 20 tackles, 100, I'm sorry, 100, <laughs> one tackle for loss, one pass deflection and one interception. Ben Stack and Paper for Baltimore had 11 tackles, one pass deflection, two interceptions, 61 yards, and one touchdown. Mel Davis for Portland had 18 tackles and one pass deflection, and Delaney Nash for the Fort Worth Toros had four tackles, one pass deflection, two interceptions, and seven, I'm sorry, 12 yards. Y'all been busy, huh? And Special teams includes Jacob McCall for Arizona Scorpions had six kick returns for 229 yards and one pick six. His longest uh, reception was 104 yards. 
and Cole Bonner from Mexico City going four for four and 53 long. So, congratulations, y'all. Had a fantastic week. It's been a great season, as I spoke of earlier, and I wish y'all none but the best. All right? And if you want to get your player on the field uh, before the regular season, you can get your player locked and loaded today through our Discord server and the, for the SFL M Minor Leagues. Now, we have 12 teams that are having the opportunity to allow you to be the player that you've always wanted to be. Um, whether you wanted to do it, you know, when you were little and you never got a chance to, it's great just being able to hear your name called out on the field like that. Um, if you are interested in joining the SFLM, I would encourage you to join our Discord community through www.stimulationfl.net today and speak to Commissioner Deputy Andrew Rastaselli for more information on this. And SFLM actually starts next week, so it's going to be some interesting ball to watch along with our wild card, playoff games, and our championship games. I will have all of that coming up for you along with my week 12 review coming right up. All right, so this is week 12's review. Now, Ashley's picks, I went eight and three this week. Um, there are definitely a couple surprises that I wound up getting wrong that uh, I was a very surprised by, and we're gonna get into that in a second. But just as a recap, I went five and six week two, five and six week three, Eight and three for week four, five and six for week five, six and five for week six, five and six for week seven, nine and two for week eight, seven and four for week nine, six and five for week ten, nine and two for week eleven, and ended things off at eight and three for week twelve. So I had seventy-three right and 48 wrong this whole season. So it's, it's getting a lot better because I remember there was a time where it was more in the wrong column than it was in the right column. So just having that better understanding of the game and the, the teams and everything does help. But this is how week 12 shaped up. The Portland Fleet took on the Fourth Worth Toros and Fourth Worth won 26 to three. Player of the game was Xander Gold with 32 completions for 40 attempts, 233 yards, two touchdowns, and 97.2 quarterback rating. On the third as well, the London Knights took on the Carolina Skyhawks and Skyhawks won 36-41. I was right about both of those games, by the way. Sully Richardson was the player of the game with for Carolina with 30 completions, 38 attempts, 376 yards, and five touchdowns, two rushing yards. Also on the third, the Long Star Glory took on the Chicago Wildcats and Long Star won. I was right about this game. Player of the game was Ace Finnick with 24 completions out of 31 attempts, 219 yards with two touchdowns and a quarterback rating of 104.1. Also on the third, the Atlanta Swarm took on the Queen City Corsairs and Queen City won. I was wrong about this game. This is one that I was actually surprised I was. But Queen City is a great team. They're one of the cornerstones of the league. So, And they've already won four championships, the most in the league ever. So, got to give them kudos on that. Player of the game was A.J. Caswell with 32 completions, 46 attempts, 324 yards, one touchdown, and three rushing yards. Also on the third, the Las Vegas Fury took on the Mexico City Aztecs and Mexico City won 47-10. I was also wrong about this game. Player of the game was Phoenix, jo Phoenix Jones with 13 attempts, 199 yards, 3 touchdowns, and 14 reception yards, and 1 reception touchdown. Lastly, on the third, the Sioux Falls Sparrows took on the St. Louis Gladiators and Sioux Falls won. I was right about this game. They won their game 39-7. Player of the game was Colin Hart. I think, Colin, you have been the player of the game pretty much all season, so <laughs> congratulations. He had 23 carries for 209 yards, 9 yards per carry, 
four touchdowns and yeah. <laughs> on the fourth, Tulsa Desperados took on the Denver Nightwings and Denver won 37-3. I was right about this game. Player of the game was Jared McChesney. Having 18 attempts with 65 yards, 4 touchdowns, and 3 reception yards, and 1 reception touchdown. On the 4th, the Houston Hyenas took on the Vancouver Legion, and Vancouver won in a really big way, in a record-breaking way at that, 76-13. Tom Pepper, and I was right about that game, by the way. Tom Pepper was the player of the game. Vancouver with 34 completions out of 41 attempts, 541 yards, 6 touchdowns, and his quarterback rating is 138.0. Nice. Also on the 4th, the Charleston Predators took on the Jacksonville Kings and Jacksonville won 17-7. Player of the game was Clay Jones having 4 tackles and 2 pass deflections and you know, for player of the game, you don't often see defensive members getting that award. So congratulations for you. Or to you, I should say. Uh, on the 5th, which was Monday, the Louisiana Revolution took on the Florida Storm. And Florida won 24-14, and I was right about this game. Player of the game was J.W. Doyle. 30 attempts. 139 yards, two touchdowns, 46 reception yards. <sighs> and last game of the season. The regular season, I should say. The Arizona Scorpions took on the Baltimore Vultures and Baltimore won. This is one of the ones I could have sworn we was going to win. But that is hey, not correct. We're playing Baltimore at home. They are pretty much undefeated at home, but... I am not going to go against my team, ever. So, we did lose that game, 44-27. to 27. No! And it was, it, it was a tough loss for everybody because that was, if we would have won that game, we would have been in the playoffs. So, a lot of uh, consoling going on in the locker room, but we also realized that, hey, we played a fantastic um, season in comparison to last season when we first started. So, Hey, we take the bumps and the bruises and just come back stronger next season. Next season. The player of the game was Jack Wigmore for 30 uh, completions, 39 attempts, 338 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and 53 long. So congratulations to all the teams that made the playoffs, to all the teams that won their games. Great season. And I was truly happy to be a part of it. Next up, I have my picks for the wild card games that will be happening this Sunday. All right, so the wild card round includes Atlanta taking on Vancouver Sunday, October the 11th at 2.30 p.m. on 11 Sports Network and for the fans. I am going to go with Atlanta. Now, Vancouver has actually been on a very good run. I will say that. I mean, they just won by 60 points in the last game. They 40-something points in the other one. But um, I just think that the defending champions are actually going to take this win. We'll see how it goes. Houston will be taking on Jacksonville Kings on Sunday, October the 11th as well at 4.30 Eastern. And that will be on the 11 Sports Network and for the fans as well. I am going to go with the Jacksonville Kings on this one. Um, Houston just made it to the playoffs um, with the Arizona loss. But Jacksonville is one of those teams that's won a corner school. They used to be the former Tallahassee Pride. Um, I think that Jacksonville will have maybe a slightly better game plan than them. And they're going to actually propel themselves forward. And last but not least, on Sunday, October the 11th, 6.30 p.m. on 11 Sports and For the Fans Network, the Long Star Glory will be taking on the Florida Storm. And I'm going to go with experience on this one as well. I'm going to go with Florida. Um, Long Star Glory has had a fantastic season. I cannot take anything away from them. But, again, when you're going against veterans in the league, it's been around for a very long time, 
they tend to outshine everyone else, especially during this time, because Florida, which was the Alaska storm, and Jacksonville, which was the Tallahassee Prize, they have often been in championships together. They've often seen the playoffs, so they, I feel like they have more of an advantage because they've been in this position so often. Although, I have never seen these two teams as wild card teams. They're usually higher in the standings. People evolve, people get better. But I still think that Atlanta, Jacksonville, and Florida will be the winners of the wild card round. So, I will be happy to let you know the outcome of that next week. But for now, I have my fourth and goal interview with Zach and Benji coming right up. All right, and welcome back to my fourth and goal interview for the end of season 15. Man, what a week, what a season it was, I should say. My... One of my guests for this evening is actually Mr. Defensive Tackle of the London Knights, Zach Turner. Well, I should say Zach Turner. Turner. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, yep. man? Doing great. Just happy to be here, you know. Man, I'm glad you're back. I was, actually, I've been following, kind of following all the rookies that I interviewed initially, like before you got in the league and, you know, when you were in the SFLMs and, then when you got drafted and everything, and now you're actually a, a, a player on the field, a goal player at that. So how does that feel? Uh, you know, it's it's been an emotional roller coaster because you look back and uh, at the rookie year, you didn't expect it to go by fast. And I realize I'm about to enter like my sophomore season or whatever, like you know, about to become a veteran, and it it it, it just seems it seems too real, like. For these, like I didn't, I didn't realize how fast rookie year go- comes and goes. Like I still feel like two days ago I got drafted, and now with uh, the season's over, with it flew by so quick. Already in October too. Absolutely, it does go by fast, and I'm sure you've learned a lot in your 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 first season. Do you want to share with the audience first of all? I just want to let you know that we do have a whole new audience that's listening. We have a radio audience as well, so. If you don't mind, just give us a brief overview of yourself, like your hometown, um, your age, some interesting facts, and your favorite NFL team. Okay, so uh, my name's Zachary Watson-Turner. I'm from, uh, I'm born, I was born in Athens, Alabama. I live in the Tuscaloosa slash Clear area. Uh, I football, trying to get into UC or boxing, you know, I'm 18 years old, uh, my favorite NFL team is the Pittsburgh Steelers, number one, three and zero. Second, probably the Niners. But but what I rep the most is everybody probably knows this if they look at the sports chat and the SSFL is my Alabama stuff. I have Tua's fat head. I've uh, all like my whole room is just coated in Alabama. I have like <laughs> ten sweatshirts, ten sweatpants. <laughs> The elephant mask that I wore when I got drafted, as a matter of fact, is the <laughs> is a thing from the University of Alabama, and I got uh, it's just unbelievable. And an Alabama beanbag and a TV set. Oh, you Alabama out, huh? Yeah, I got I got so much. <laughs> I could probably I could probably make people clothes for about a week with all, probably almost a month with all the Alabama <laughs> stuff I have. Well, that's awesome, man. I mean, you're showing, you're showing love for your favorite team. So, I, I mean, nobody can be mad at that. Yeah. Yeah. Out to the finals. And the season ticket holder. Go to all, all the games. All hey. the games. Perfect fan right here. Alabama fan. Y'all better take heed. He's a perfect example. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's talk a little bit about your season, man. So, unfortunately, it ended off. It, it ended for London Knights. Um, y'all had a few good games you know a lot of people were counting you out in certain games and uh you showed them wrong so how did it feel to just be able to prove the community wrong when they had all of those bets against you oh it felt great you know i used uh the people when people say uh so and so like they make you the underdog i use that i get that underdog mentality and use all those stuff they're saying for motivation, which pushes, which uh, which ended up eventually pushing our team harder. Uh, the guys, we were motivated when people weren't saying that we were going to like lose by forty or whatever. Uh, we were just motivated in the locker room. We were we came out ready to play, you know. 
Uh, that's mm-hmm. how that's how it works. Just motiv- motivation all the time. Yeah, let your haters be your motivators. I get that. But it looks like you had 32 tackles to end the season off with, 12 assists, 10 sacks, and one half sack. Man, that's impressive. 10 sacks for your rookie year? Your yes, rookie ma'am. season? Yeah, man. For a six-round pick, I say that's pretty good. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So, um, overall, how would you encompass your first season? Just just kind of bring it all together for us because you've been through the whole process of getting drafted and all of that good stuff. So just let our listeners know how you're feeling right now. All right. So how I'm feeling right now, excited. You know, uh, you flash back. I'm going to recap here for you all a little bit. Uh, you know, when I first got drafted, not a lot of teams. Uh, and this is to guys that, that come in. There, there's going to be guys like me that come in. Uh, into the spot like I was in that didn't that join late they couldn't get in the minors uh, for you guys that, that does happen to uh, you know you can't you just can't count yourself out like that's why I was I was extremely motivated and that's how I probably got my name called because I was constantly DMing GMs because you know I didn't have film that some of these other guys had these other guys had highlights you know uh, they have they they could just send it to a guy and the guy could tell you if they wanted you or not. For me, they would ask the GMs would ask, "Why should I select you when you don't have any highlights?" So I remember all that putting my stuff out there, saying I'm motivated. You know, I'm a great asset to the locker room. Uh, I'm, I'm a winner. I want to win at all costs. You know, like how Tom Brady is. Uh, and then flash back up to when I got yeah, flash back to when I got drafted by uh, London. Dropped my phone, you know, didn't realize Liam was calling. Liam told me it's going to be an international number. So I'm like, uh, what about spam calls? He's like, oh, you'll know it. I'm like, but what if it's a spam call? Uh, and so I, I'm luckily I realized I, I made the common sense to pick it up. But no one knew this. Uh, so I'm going to uh, – you probably don't know this either. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop a fact right here. During that draft, New Mexico contacted me before London – if London didn't pick me up, I would have been drafted in New Mexico. Or no, Mexico City. Or I forgot their team name, but they were the going Aztecs. to draft me. Yeah, the yeah. Aztecs. They said they were going to draft me in the sixth round at wide receiver when their pick was on the board. So I didn't expect Liam to call that day. So, like, uh, then you flash back to the game. Uh, flash forward, first game. Awesome. Great. Uh, so excited. Then a couple weeks flash by. Two weeks ago, the four sacks game, uh, the game where I got four sacks, probably one of the best games of my my season. Uh, it was just awesome to see how far I've come and see my player grow on the field and see how better my players came. I came from a six-round pick. And like the people said, when I had those four sacks, talent's everywhere. Uh, it's kind of like you think of it, the SFL draft's kind of like the NFL draft. You get sleeper picks all the time in the later rounds, you just got to look right and you'll find them. Uh, I got lucky. I got put on London, you know, uh, had a huge impact as a DT. I uh, thank my teammates. And I'm just – I'm so excited to where I'm at right now. It's just – it's just unbelievable. It sucks we're out of the playoffs. But I remember we got eliminated. But, you know, I'm looking forward to next season wherever I go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so – Segue into that, do you plan to stay with London? Are you kind of want to test free agency, see what's out there? What are your plans? Oh, my plans. So the, uh, some of the things with my plans is, you know, uh, I really don't know. Uh, I'm also, I'm also, I'm going to hear, I'm going to hear London out, you know, see their, what they're going to offer me, you know, this respect thing to do. I should allow them to hear the contract. Do I want to test free agency? Of course, probably every rookie wants to. But I'm at, I feel like I'm at risk if I do taste free agency. I'm yeah. not willing to come back to London because they said if you test free agency, I can't guarantee you a spot. And what I feel like I've given to that team, I just kind of kind of just kind of hurts a little bit. You know, I kind of feel like I can't like they're not encouraging me to take a GM spot. And don't get me wrong, so much respect for Liam uh, yeah. and and Tanner. Love them guys to death. Love the management there. I'm not going to disrespect them. Respect. I just kind of feel, you know, kind of not not pleasant. They're not encouraging me. Instead of saying, "I hope you do well." Oh, he he said, "Good luck," but 
he after he said good luck, he's like, I can't promise you I'm gonna resign you. And it kinda and then when I talked with uh with Liam about what value he plans to sign me back at, because I kinda would like to know. I know they have to uh they have to plan out, but he never responded to me for about a week uh, and I texted him the fifth. And he still just hasn't DM'd me back. And I tried to, like, during the season, I tried to contact them. And I really didn't get a lot of responses from them. So, you know, I just feel like the activity thing is there. And I feel like if they see this shut up, which uh, I don't want this part to be edited out. If they choose over this show not to resign me, then I'm just going to say that's their loss, you know. Because uh, I want to play for a team that wants me for who I am. Uh, mm-hmm. Who's going to encourage me to move up in management. Now, with that, I totally agree with you. Um, the thing is, every GM, every owner should, if someone expresses interests in doing other things, I think that that is very important for you to support that because somebody supported you when you wanted to be a GM. Somebody supported you when you wanted to be an owner. And if you know, I, I understand retention. Everybody wants to keep their team together. All of that. That's then. That's good. But I also think that you should be very supportive of people when they want to do something more positive in the community, like being a GM, like showing off um, their talents in other aspects. Because it's cool to be a player, but then when you get deep, when you delve deep down into um, being the owner and being a GM, working, looking at things from the draft side of things when you're trying to talk to over 200 rookies and trying to fill your positions, that's exciting in itself. I personally hope that you go and you, you know, that whatever you decide to do, that's on you. But I do encourage you to live out your dream, man. If somebody wants to, to do that for you, hire you as a GM, cool, man. Because, you know, um, Things can be taught. I came in with no knowledge of being a GM, but Eddie was good enough to teach me what I needed to know. And now I feel like I'm pretty good at it. So it's about what you want to learn, your enthusiasm. And back to when you were when you were in the league, when you first joined the league, you hit up everybody. I literally watched you in chat talking to everybody that would listen to you. You even hit me up a few times. Like Zach, if I had if I had the room, I promise you, man. <laughs> but that shows the encouragement. That shows the 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 love that you had for for this league and for what you wanted to do. So kudos to you, man. I do hope that things work out for you. But listen, you got ten sacks as a rookie and one half sack. Listen, if they want to sleep, then they're gonna miss out because somebody needs that. I'm telling you right now. But um, I will, I just kind of want to touch bases on, did you want to do anything else besides being a GM? Like, did you want to try out for the broadcast crew? Did you want to try out for beat writing? Did you want to do anything of, of that nature? Yes, I would like to do broadcast or beat writer. I kind of am fascinated reading some of the articles and sometimes I'm like, you know, See, like, I, that's the thing is with me, I like when I do something, uh, I don't settle for good enough. I'll, I try to settle for perfection. So that's uh, another reason why I, I want to do as many as I, things I can in this league, right. like uh, make new uh, make new friends. In fact, out, uh, you guys, the, the guy just appointed a new GM, uh, that dude's my friend in another league. I mean, him been bonding real close. So it turns out I just know everybody. I feel like. You, you probably do, because like I said, you definitely <laughs> talk to everybody. <laughs> so, but I remember when I was a rookie, I did the same thing. You know, I came in and I literally was in the chat pretty much like all the time. I talked to anybody, every owner, every GM, you know, um, and I wanted to let them know that I was serious. So you're definitely on the right path, man. And I really appreciate you um, for coming out and you know, spending some time with me, Zach, and letting us know how you feel, how you're doing and everything. And I've been watching you. You've been doing a great job. So yes, ma'am. kudos to you. Kudos. And hopefully, you know, if you have some time, whenever, whatever, however this situation works out for you, you come back, share with us um, how everything worked out. One thing I do want to ask you, though, 
before I let you go, is can you describe what London's locker room is like? Because I see certain people are out in chat, but it seems like it's kind of a quiet group. What is their locker room? Yeah. It's a quiet group. Uh, okay. See, with me, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an energetic guy. I like to talk to people. Uh, when I see the locker room is kind of not very talkative, I kind of get sad because I'm like, you know, I bring the positivity energy. I like to talk to people. So when I see them get active, like example, they may have texted. There's maybe two messages a day in the locker room, which is really not a lot. I wouldn't know know what other teams have. One time, there's there was they talked for about three days in the locker room. So and sometimes not some of the rookies we recently one of the rookies we drafted, Eric Surrett, just like left playing out of the blue. And when he left, uh, we didn't know why he left. I never figured out why he left. He was uh, alongside me, and me and him were like doing uh, sacking people together. And he just like he left, and uh, they didn't tell us why he left. They said then he told he never told anyone. Uh, we've had I think we've had two rookies that have just like left the league completely. So I don't know if there's something with London going on that I don't know about. Yeah. And they're not telling the team, but like uh, but at the same time, it's just the activity. I just I feel like it could be a whole lot active, and that's one of the play. That's play. That's one of the things uh, that's playing the factor of wanting me to leave. Because I remember when I first got drafted, I told whoever the team I got drafted to, uh, I was going to play like my career out there. But like I, I still mean that I still want to play a career out on the. It's just it's hard, very hard and difficult with London right now. If, the, if that activity is not going to get better, and the new GM that was appointed, uh, Chad, mm -hmm. I love him. Uh, but I've heard uh, some. I've heard things about. He's a great. I know. My, all my, I've heard, and I'm not going to believe all these reports. People, some people have said that he's. I, I, I personally, he's a great guy, but a bunch of people I've known that have been in a league that are very experienced in the league. I'm not going to mention any names because mm -hmm. I'm not trying to start drama. Uh, mm -hmm. Have told me he can't keep a locker room active, so that's playing another. I, I don't believe. You know, I'm not going to believe what people tell me. I'm going to figure out for myself. Yeah, you got to give people he, a chance. Yeah, I, I always believe give people a chance before you judge them. But if that's the case and that is true, then there's uh, it's going to be difficult for me not to want to leave because I, I locker room activity plays a key part in team success because if you don't have that locker room chemistry, you're not going to have guys that want to stay and play there. Well said. Well said, sir. Well, thank you, Zach, for being on the show, for sharing a little bit about what you're going through, man. And I do wish you the best of luck. But before I let you go, you know, I got to give you the last word. So that can be a shout out. That can be a song. That can be a point. Right now, the floor is yours. Shout out. That's what uh, shout out. That's what I'll, <laughs> do I do. Wait, wait, do I say the shout out or you say the shout out? I'm confused. <laughs> you can say shout out, <laughs> uh, whatever you want. Shout out to the London Black Knights on the season. Yeah, it came up short, you know. Uh, man, Benji, I actually, I'm going to do another out for Benji, too, because he's next on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, Benji, it's been fun being your teammate as well as all the rookies that are on London. I love everything you've done for the team. You're a great guy. you got a big future, bright future ahead of you in the SFL. I can't wait to see what you accomplish and what us fellow rookies that are on London right now accomplish. Keep doing what you're doing, Benji. And, you know, just keep being. And that's, that's about it. Oh, well, thank you, Zach. Remember, you always got a spot on my show. Whenever you want to come back, just let me know, okay? Yes, ma'am. All right. Thank you have you. a good one. You're welcome. You too. All right. Bye. All right. And my second interview tonight features Mr. Tight End of the London Night. Benji Matson, how you doing? Hello, Ashley. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm wonderful. Great to meet you finally. I know. Yes. It's been a while. It has Better been. Better than never. Exactly. There you go. I love it. I love it. So we do have a bunch of new listeners that are um, tuning in on the radio and everything like that. So I'd like for you to give us a little bit of information about yourself. So that is your hometown, age if you want to. Uh, let's see, some interesting facts and your favorite NFL team. Sure. 
Hello, everyone out there. Benji Matson. I am a young 44 years of age. I grew up in a small town in the central part of Kansas, Sterling, Kansas. I live in Omaha, Nebraska at the moment. I live in Cornhuskerville, but I am a diehard Jayhawk. Uh, have a lovely family, uh, four boys in ages, ranging age from eight months to six years have a couple of twins in there one pair of twins not a couple pairs of twins <laughs> one, one pair of twins so um that's kind of the background info on me uh this was my first year in the sfl and so how did you enjoy your first year i enjoyed my first year in the sfl it went by pretty quickly uh Minor leagues are starting this week. I know that when your podcast comes out, everyone will be getting ready for that second season of the SFLM. And uh, I was lucky enough to cut my teeth in the first league this past uh, spring. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed that first foray into the minor leagues and this past season. But it did go by very quickly. I can't believe it. We're already in the playoffs. Of course, London is uh, already in the lab working on next season. But it was a fantastic first season. Wonderful. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I noticed that you are a tight end. So um, how and I noticed that you don't have any stats as a tight end. So would you like to kind of explain why that is? <laughs> I have some stats. Um, wait, hold on. Let me just double check. I have, I have a few stats. I may be looking in the wrong area. So hold on one second. I got you. No, you're probably not. I, I don't have very many stats. It's okay. We can, <laughs> we, we, we can move on. Um, I bring so much more to the table, Ashley. I believe that. So I did I move the it. chains a few times this season. Uh, I was a draft pick of the London Knights, and I did play tight end. We had two tight ends on the squad this season, so I was tight end number two okay. for the team. Okay. So that would explain why normally, and it's unfortunate that – the AI only selects one. Usually it's the, the higher ranked one to give all the passes to if everything happens. But I'm glad that you're a good sport about it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. SFL is uh, it's about much more than what happens on the field. So that's just a part of it. But there's so much more that makes it uh, such a great experience. So I was very happy to be a part of, of the my season with the Knights. It was awesome. Awesome. So tell me what what inspired you to become a player in the first place? Sure. When COVID hit, um, this story is familiar with so many people, I'm sure. When COVID hit, um, things got really crazy. And then personally for me at work, um, I was having to pull double duty uh, for work. So 60 to 70 hours a week on top of my family. And those responsibilities at home, I kind of just started to go a bit stir crazy and I was losing my mind a little bit. And uh, uh, there was one night that I had uh, something due into work first thing in the morning. I had to pull an all-nighter. And I remember taking a break in the middle of the night and I had, I was, my home office is kind of a closet, which I'm in right now. Keep it nice and dark so you can't see the, the mess. But I had some of my old uh, equipment out and I had my old, just by chance, I had my old copy of all pro football sitting out visible and I took my break and I saw it there and I thought, you know what, let's just Google all pro football. I didn't know if anyone played it anymore, if the servers were still online, but I played it all the time when it first came out. So I Googled all pro football and one of the first results I got was actually a fantastic article written about not necessarily the SFL, but about all pro football. And I cannot remember the exact title, but it was something about the heroes that keep all pro football alive. And uh, it was a short, fun read. But at the end of that, they talked about the SFL. They had a direct link to like the YouTube page. And I was intrigued. So I clicked right away, landed on the YouTube page before the website. So of course I started firing up some videos and of course i'm blown away when the very first thing i see is you know good old all pro football but the custom graphics on the screen uh the broadcasting going on and i quickly wondered what it was i was looking at so i did some extra research i found the website i think i watched clips of a few games at night i had it on one monitor while i was doing my work all night long 
So I was really enjoying it. It was keeping me company. And then I checked out the website, read up, found out about Discord. I hopped right in and it was just a few hours, really, from the moment I first learned about it to the moment I pulled the trigger. And the SFL has been taking my money since then. <laughs> Came along, though, too, at a, at a really great time. I know for so many of us kind of share the same story. It was mm -hmm. really a kind of an outlet or release when things were really crazy. And I didn't really know if it was something I was going to get super involved in, but it sure did look like fun. And uh, so it's been, it's been a bit of a lifesaver in a strange way, too. So it helps keep your mind off all the craziness out there and gives you something uh, constructive to do. And for someone like myself, um, it allows me an opportunity to be creative in a way that I haven't really been able to, to be or do for quite a while, too. So some of the things I'm able to do in and around the league are fun, help me keep me going. So uh, that's kind of how I stumbled upon the SFL. Okay, so segueing into that, what do you do besides be a player for the SFL? Sure, I'm on the broadcast team, and I'm enjoying that tremendously on the stats team too, uh, help out when I can. And then I am the director of communications for London. Oh, see, that's a love it, delving deep, getting into things. That's that's how to do it to really get that full experience. So going to stats and broadcasting, how did you enjoy doing that? I mean, I, I, I tried it and uh, I have work to, to do, but <laughs> what are your thoughts on being a broadcaster and a stats a statistician for the league? Well, I think that a number of, pe number of people have touched even on your on the, your show about how the opportunity to broadcast is something that maybe they always wanted to do, but didn't ever have the chance to do that. Um, and I never broadcast uh, sports and I didn't do live play by play when I was younger, but I've been involved in TV and radio before. So just some of the behind the scenes things I'm familiar with. Um, and just the, uh, the performance aspect that goes in the broadcasting, I'm, I'm familiar with that's a part of my background too. So when I'm, I, that was one of the first things too, that got me in that door when I saw the production value that cam and team brought to the, the live streams, I thought that was just incredible. So of course I wanted to check that out and I wasn't, I mean, it wasn't too soon in the server. I saw the advertisement for the SFLM season coming up, looking for broadcasters. So I applied and wanted to give that a shot uh and i had never done sports play-by-play -play before so it was a learning experience and that was a great opportunity to get that experience in in the sflm found out it's something i really do enjoy and so i'm having a great time doing that stats i think just came along uh, there was a moment or two when the team was short and i just volunteered i wanted to help out that's also one of the great things about the league is there uh, a great helpful spirit among everyone across the teams and so I I just volunteered to sit in and help out and actually that's also something I really enjoy I don't know why and some people might not understand how that's a lot of fun sitting down there in the stats truck but it is um, so that's a great opportunity to also if you're interested in broadcasting or how that stuff works behind the scenes getting involved with the stat team is a fantastic way to witness what goes on with those productions uh, and you get a, such a different view of the SFL and what goes into those uh, productions behind the scenes with helping with the stats team. So it's just another way to help out uh, another call to action for those of you out there looking for something to do. The stats team needs help right now too. And they're taking applications for the broadcast team as well. So if that's something that anyone's ever wanted to do, you know, now's your chance with the minor leagues starting up, hop right in, uh, see what you got. It's a fantastic venue to test things out and, and see what works. And uh, so very glad to have had the opportunity to do those things. Hope to continue to do those for the league. Okay, okay. So Benji, what are your plans for the future? Do you plan on staying with the London Knights? Do you plan on testing free agency? Are you still kind of undecided about what you want to do? That's a great question. It was difficult sitting on the bench, I think, uh, for that first season. But of course, everyone joins the league. They want to play. I have a fantastic group of players and friends with the London Knights and that we've been making some waves here early in the off season. So things are trending up for the Knights. And I think that uh, I was not expecting the 
the phone to ring like it did right off the bat when the regular season ended. So I was caught off guard by some teams expressing some interest. I really hadn't thought about it. So uh, London's been making some uh, changes and looking toward the future, and I'm happy to be a part of that. Uh, and I just tell everyone I'm going to keep my options open. I'm talking with London. I really love the direction we're going. Liam is awesome. Uh, Tanner's a fantastic, now no longer a general manager, but Tanner Hendricks is operating as the uh, director of football operations. We bought Chad Rowland back. So there's a great core team on the Knights, and I'm really excited to be a part of that team. And so I think that for the future, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I'm excited and proud to be a Knight right now. And that is absolutely wonderful. You know, I try to get in every well get everybody's interest. Looks like I have a um, little supporter here that decided he wanted Junior to. Junior host. There you go. I, I guess. <laughs> you have a question? Do so you want to ask a question? <laughs> Do you have a question to ask? Yes. What is your question? Okay. Now he's now he's shy, right? <laughs> but Benji, so. I, that that's all you know very very good stuff you what do you see yourself in five years though in the league sure. and in life well in life uh i'm able to do a lot for the sfl right now i think it's just because i'm in a very unique season of life to i i'm a bit of an older parent but my and my kids are young so i'm already kind of tied to the house so to speak i can't get out and do anything i've got a baby at home and uh uh, we also, my wife and I, also care for uh, my mother-in-law in home too. So we have a lot of life um, challenges, but it also kind of fits with the SFL. So right now I have the time to um, participate and to uh, do these things now for the league. In five years, I don't know. Hopefully in five years, my boys are playing football. They're on the field and I'll have an opportunity to coach them. I still hope to be involved in the SFL. Um, I'm intrigued by the, the idea of um, owning a team. Uh, definitely already, even though this was the first season for me in the league, I have uh, tossed around that idea. We have expansion coming up. Um, so that's been something too that I creatively have been mulling over in the back of my mind too whether or not this is the right time for that um i haven't really quite decided especially with the changes we're making for the team but i do think it would be a lot of fun in the future to own team in the sfl whether or not that happens or not we'll see um maybe we'll wind up on london winning a ton of championships and then i can retire and run off right off into the sunset at that point but you just never know just keeping things open as far as the sfl goes enjoying my time um, and it's just kind of the perfect time for me to be involved. Awesome. And when you told me that you actually have the game, that's a very, very important part of of even being considered to be a coach or anything else, because they want you to have that experience, you know, in playing the game. And you said that you have, like that used to be a thing. So um, do you still hook it up every now and again? Yep, I've got it up. I've got, nice. uh, I've got all the uh, the – the equipment, I've got the box here and the game and the editor and all those things. And I'm enjoying, I enjoy those things. Uh, football has always been uh, a passion of mine. Played football all through college, uh, coached as well after college. Uh, and so not being a part of that team, not playing football, as you know, I've, I didn't notice how much I missed it. I didn't know how much I missed being a part of a locker room. Uh, having that feeling of uh, competing, even though it's, uh, you know, it's the SFL, it's all pro football. Still, there's that essence of competition, game planning strategy, uh, matching up with your opponent, may the best man or woman win. So that is uh, something I didn't realize I missed. And so it's also one of the reasons I've been so uh excited to be a part of the SFL because it's scratching that itch. And I've heard so many people talk about that too. Um, mm -hmm. You can't compete anymore on the field. The SFL provides fantastic opportunity for you to continue competing um, in something that you are passionate about. So uh, that's, I think that that if, when that time comes, that's, it'd be those types of experiences that I have in my past, those things that I like to do that I would, I would bring forward. Uh, into my time possibly coaching and owning the SFL in the future. 
All right. Well, listen, I wish you the best of luck in all of your future endeavors. It has been a pleasure to hear you, you know, and I still have access to the stats channel. So I actually I have been seeing you, you know, volunteer and yep. every chance you get for all of that. So keep up the good work, Benji, and I wish you the best. But before I let you go, I'm going to give you the last word. So that can be a song, that can be a poem, or that can be just a simple shout out to whomever you want. Right now, the floor is yours. Thank you, Miss Ashley. Hey, I appreciate you and the time you put into the league too. I think that's really awesome. So I think so many of us enjoy listening to you, hearing your show, and you are one of the fantastic reasons that the SFL continues to grow and be popular. So thank you for what you do too. I'll just say uh, to my London teammates, um, we had a blast in season one, looking forward to the future with everyone. And I'll just say, uh, be kind, rewind. I think that uh, in life, it's important to always remember where you came from, to be humble, and to help everyone along the way. So it shows my age a little bit, but we all still, my family used to rent those VHS tapes from Blockbuster before it was Blockbuster, and they always had those stickers on there that said, be kind, rewind. <laughs> I remember always, that too. always stuck with me, yeah. I remember that so too. So I think it's just stay humble, stay hungry, but always kind of remember where you came from and help everyone along along the way. Awesome, Benji. Thank you so much for your time. And listen, you have a spot on the show. Whenever you want to come back, I'm right here, okay? Yep. Have, when I get some stats, I'll come back. We'll chat. I told you that kind of stuff doesn't matter to me. I talk to everybody and I think everybody has a voice, whether you're a fan, whether you have been on the bench, whether you're a star player, whether you're a coach or owner, whatever. You want to tell your story, feel free to come back and share it with because we're definitely here. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. Right. You're welcome. See you soon. Take care. All right. And that is it. Thank you all so much for joining me this whole season. Um, I do still plan on doing some podcasts for the off season and things like that. Um, but I love doing these things, just recognizing everybody and all of that. It's, it's very fun for me. So I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoy bringing it to you. Special thanks goes out to Zach Turner and Benji, Benji Madsen for being on the show. Really appreciate your input, guys, and giving us a closer look and into London. And looking forward to bringing you all another great podcast next week. But until then, y'all stay safe. Treat each other well. Striker out.